Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. Every week, we continue to bring you information for guys before, during, and after divorce, and this is no different. We'll talk about a, a new topic uh, in our 35th week as we're entering the pandemic, and so we'll continue to do that. So check us out at CordellCordell.com. You can check out our YouTube page as well for information and resources just like this. Also, check out Cordell Cordell for our upcoming virtual town hall uh, coming up here soon. You want to register so you can log in, ask questions live, and get answers right then and right there from the panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys. As usual, don't take this as legal advice. It's just a conversation, talking points, educational, informational, and today is really no different as we continue uh, to move forward. Uh, so welcome back to our podcast, Christina from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, good afternoon, Scott. It's nice to be hey, here. Thanks for joining again. So we're going to talk a little bit about something particular in every state may call it different, a different term, uh, but in Florida particularly, you call it the child support depository. Is that correct? Yes, it is. So, so maybe intro um, what it's called, what it is, and then we can kind of, I can throw in what Missouri uh, does and calls it, and most guys will recognize this as they've been through the system or paying child support. So essentially what any state is looking at is whenever an individual is paying child support through their state or through some sort of interstate action. Here in Florida, it's called the child support depository that you're paying to and it is the Department of Revenue that's monitoring that. And so what I wanna to talk to you guys about today is some of the, the pros and cons of paying through the Department of Revenue and what to do when things aren't going just right. Yeah, and you know, we, we oftentimes when we're going through it, it's mandated and required that you have to do a wage assignment and pay it to the through the court or through the clerk or through the state. Everyone refers, oh, you're gonna pay through the state uh, here unless you can show uh, a reason otherwise. So that's typically what you'll find is if I'm paying anywhere into the court system, anywhere into um, the state or the Department of Child Support Enforcement or Social Services or Department of Revenue from around the country, this topic is for you. And, and even if you're thinking about, you know, you're going through divorce and you're facing child support payments, this is also a good topic to talk about. So maybe now that we've clarified what this really is, how are payments made uh, once they're established like that? So in Florida, whenever you have a court order that's directing that support to go through the state, then the individual paying is gonna to have to set up an account and either they're gonna pay directly to the state through their website, or there's also gonna be a court order called an income withholding or an income deduction order that's going to direct the employer to pay directly to the state. And then you have the individual receiving the support who's creating their account and they're either going to receive it directly to their bank account or they're gonna receive a prepaid debit card. And interestingly, so there are a lot of, we have these wage assignments that come from the pay, uh, from the employer a lot. And there are some that request that you can voluntarily make the payments directly uh, to the state agency rather than from your employer. Is that possible, would you say in Florida or not? It is. So we don't have any hard and fast rule that says that it has to go through the state. Some judges, it's their personal policy to do that. Um, when you have a lot of individuals who consent to their support numbers, that's when you see a lot more of the direct payments from individual to individual, or they mm -hmm. go straight to the state. At that point, there doesn't have to be an income withholding order. It can just be a payment made to the state. However, if for whatever reason you stop paying your support, then you know you're going to get an income withholding order, and then that's going to be directed automatically. Through right. 
So let's say, guys, why this is so critical. It gets a notice in the mail that says, hey, you haven't been paying, you have a deficiency, you have what we call an arrearage, something mm -hmm. that's owed that hasn't been paid. What do they do? What does that mean? Kind of what's happening? Maybe they've been paying directly as opposed to paying through the state like they maybe should have or didn't know. So sometimes those notices can be a shock or maybe not if you know you weren't paying support. Um, but the first thing you need to do is seek out an attorney because there's usually a pretty short time period in that notice that says you have to take action. If not, the, the court's going to take action on their own. And it can be in the form of suspending your driver's license, finding you in contempt, scheduling a hearing very quickly. So you want to not sleep on that. It, it's very important to pay attention to those deadlines. Yeah, it's huge. I, I particularly see this a lot with guys who are in a paternity situation. They're not married to the mother of their child. They've been paying support directly. Mom somehow goes and gets state aid. Uh, they establish some back child support and all of a sudden, boom, they have an arrearage and they get a notice that says, oh, you owe $5,000. Freak out. You know, I've been paying her. I've been giving her $500 a month for the last three years. I don't know what that means. So, a lot of guys just maybe they tend to think, oh, it's an error. I'm going to ignore it. But that's bad advice, right? Don't ignore it. No, definitely do not ignore it. Um, it's very common in Florida. We have the same thing. If someone applies for food stamps, if they apply for Medicaid for their kids, it's an automatic trigger. And I always say, you don't even have to be mad at mom because it's not necessarily mom doing this. Sometimes it's a requirement to get that type of assistance from the government. So it's important to, one, pay attention to those deadlines, same as before. But also, when you reach out to an attorney, you should already be compiling proof of everything that you've paid, because that's one of the ways that we can combat it, whether it's bank-to-bank -bank transfers, recently it's Venmo transfers, anything that you have that documents it, even if it's as simple as a text message that says, did you receive the $500 I gave you? We can use that in court to knock down that arrearage and hopefully get that to zero if you've been paying support directly. The uh, likewise, similarly, we're facing getting close to the end of the year, which means starting in 2021, we start rolling into tax filing season, uh, tax refunds. Uh, it's not uncommon if for whether you have an arrearage or whether you don't, or if there's some error that you get a notice that says, FYI, I know you're expecting a thousand dollars back, but we've seized it. What do you do? So at that point, we need to find out what the situation is with your payment status. One of the things that we can do is we can audit your child support history. If you are paying through the state, the good thing about that is that there's a very detailed record. And so we can use those records to compare against your own personal records of payments and make sure that you're getting credit for every payment received. Because if not, we need to correct that record to ensure that that amount is not seized. I will tell you though, that once the IRS is involved and they're going to seize your tax refund, it's going to happen. There is no picking up the phone and calling the IRS and saying, you know, this is incorrect. So what we need to do is we immediately need to file that motion to correct the depository record so that you're getting all of your credit. And then we can file a motion to ensure that you get some sort of reimbursement or downward deviation of your support to offset that amount that has been seized once it hits that deposit yeah. record. Yeah. And it is, it's, you know, you talk about a printout. We, we do that. We can go down to the courthouse. I can get a printout of the, do, of the amount of money that's been paid into the court, to the trustee, to the clerk, 
uh, and then match it up. And oftentimes, you know, it's, it is a laborious process to try to do that. And, but it's worth it, especially if you've gotten a notice and you think that you've, you've paid everything that you should have been paying. Uh, but I think it's definitely worth it and making sure you hire an attorney. And also when it comes, as you say, the IRS, I know that I had a call uh, for a client that wait time was six hours on the phone. I'm thinking who in the world would want to sit on the phone for six hours trying to get an agent who probably can't help you as you suggest and they're not going to do anything. Um, and they're just going to say, well, go to court and figure it out. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell and Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. So, you know, what happens if um, you look at your wage assignment, wage withholding, uh, your paycheck? and what they're withholding is not necessarily what you were ordered to pay. What do you do? So hopefully it's overpayment and it's a correction that we can deal with where you're not in contempt. But if it's underpayment, that's something you need to monitor because if your employer messes up or if the income withholding order is incorrect, you're still the individual that's responsible at the end of the day for making sure that your payments are made. And so what you have to pay attention so that you're not in contempt. And if you are in contempt, we wanna take immediate remedial measures we can do an amended income withholding order, send that to your employer and make sure the correct amount is being taken care of and then help you get on track as far as what your payments should be. Mm -hmm. Proactive, that's when you can avoid contempt. You know, there are all these things when you, you find an error, you, don't, you can't explain it, you don't know why they're taking out more. I, one comes to mind here in Missouri, uh, the uh, recipient of the support can just walk into court, well, they used to now with COVID, they could go file an amended wage assignment. They could claim any amount that they wanted on arrearage. They could just say he's 50,000 behind and then start withholding, you know, what it is. It's uh, the amount of support plus perhaps half or more, depending upon how many exemptions you have. And the burden shifts for you to go file an objection to stop that wage assignment. And that happens. And they could be lying. They could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's just one of the examples which requires you to take action, as you're suggesting. Uh, but one more important, I think, is maybe what other, you know, examples of reasons why there are errors? What are you seeing that create these things where clearly there may be something wrong with the amount that they claim that you paid or that you owe? So aside from someone just typing in information incorrectly through the state of Florida, the most common one that I see is honestly where you've got a court order that's been in place for 10 years and it was direct payment always. And something has happened between the parents, the ex-spouses, and to punish the other person, they walk into the Department of Revenue and they say, I haven't received any support. There is no further inquiry. At that point, they take them at face value. They ask for a copy of the court order. And then the burden does shift to us to come in with the volume of records over the last 10 years that show that this person has been paying. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, typos, I see it all the time, uh, just transpose numbers on payments or amounts due, or they are looking at the wrong file or whatever it is, just, you know, slip of the finger, that happens, right? Absolutely. And then another thing that I think it's important to get an attorney involved in 
is that when you're not paying your support or if you're not paying exactly what's ordered and you develop this arrearage, there's the risk of interest and penalties. And so it's one thing that we want to make sure of is that if you should have been getting correct amount, uh, credit for the correct amount, then you shouldn't be penalized for those amounts if it was an error in any way. And so that's yeah. things that we're looking for. And then we're also trying to make sure that your the statutory amount is the only amount imposed if if it does happen to be in arrearage. Yeah. Yeah, interest is 1% per month here in uh, Missouri. And it, I mean, that adds up pretty fast as you go along. Absolutely. So what happens if you don't? I mean, let's just say, yeah, I'm not going to bother hiring a lawyer. Too expensive. I don't have time for that. What are the consequences? If you know all these things have happened, you just ignore the postcard, you ignore the claim of a rearage. So usually the first thing that happens is you're going to get a secondary notice that's going to say that your driver's license is going to be suspended within X amount of days. Because I get, I tend to get a lot of those phone calls in batches. I think someone is just hitting that button on the same day. And so then it's time to file a motion to unspend driver's licenses because it's counterproductive. We want to argue that it's, if someone needs to pay support, they need to get to work, they need to have a vehicle, so they need to have a license. And so we're trying to argue that for people all of the time and unsuspend those licenses. But if you do nothing, you're going to have a suspended license. And if you get a ticket for any reason, then that is when you're going to find out. Yeah. Worse, if there's a hearing and you don't appear, at that point they can issue a bench warrant for your arrest. And then you yeah. have even more trouble. Yeah, criminal non-support, that's always the worst case. I mean, I've had it, I've actually had a client when it was a federal level. Uh, mm -hmm. The federal U.S. attorney brought the action. It's, it's uh, serious. Uh, it's one of those things you just don't want to mess around with. And what you think is expensive at the front end, you know, whatever it is, a thousand, a couple thousand bucks, uh, turns into tens of thousands when you've got a criminal case against you. It, it's pretty serious. Yeah. And then the tax refunds still, we mentioned, we mentioned that that's going to happen if you're in arrears and you're getting refunds, it's, you're never going to see it, right? No, you're not going to see it. They're going to take it out as soon as it's been reported to the IRS as an amount owed. It's going to be reported to the state. And let's say that amount does satisfy your arrears, you're still going to have the same amount withheld. So we still need to amend that income withholding order anyways, if your arrears have now been satisfied by that tax refund. So you mentioned earlier along the way some of the things that they should do and you can do. Maybe summarize as we close the podcast, kind of what can you do? I mean, guys have kind of heard this. They get the notice. They realize there may be a mistake. They realize that they maybe haven't paid. They couldn't pay. And what can you do to help them? The first thing to do is schedule a consultation because we need to see what the situation is and establish a game plan on how we can help you. If there's deadlines, we want to make sure that we have ample time to meet those deadlines, request continuances so that we're not scrambling at the last minute. If it is the last minute, it is still better to get help than to stick your head in the sand. Yeah. And if this is an issue where you can't pay support, then we need to address the immediate issue, and then we need to talk about modifying your support based on your change in circumstances. Yep, it's a huge, there's opportunities. I mean, I know guys get so far behind. I One comes to mind, I think he owed, gosh, $150,000 in both spousal and child support. And he just got so far, he thought, you know, I'm not going to do anything. I can't do anything now. And eventually they brought him back in a contempt action. And we were able to resolve it for like 20 cents on the dollar. And, you know, it, it got him from underneath that obligation. He started fresh. There are, there are opportunities, you know, from your recipient spouse, some money is better than no money. And lump sum money is better than dribble, dribble money, you know, $50 a month for the rest of their natural born life. So and there are opportunities and, and, you know, help is available. And I think that's the important part is I get it, putting your head in the sand and, and trying, hoping it goes away. It never goes away. So 
you know, good stuff, good points. Thanks for joining and, and kind of getting guys uh, some information about this, I, you know, repository and depository. For us, it's the clerk and the Department of Social Services. So uh, good information today. Appreciate your time. Thank you. So as always, continue to check us out. We'll do this twice every week, including once a month. We're going to do the virtual town hall. But we've got a lot of information sitting out there on our website at cordellcordell.com, as well as our YouTube channel. And you can follow us on social media, where we'll also be bringing you that information. So until next time, have a great week.